Jay Privman's not on on their show talking about his uh, his uh, relationship problems <laughs> or successes. Um, so we will, <laughs> we will turn. <laughs> I just I just laugh at all these. So we'll turn. The uh, odds to- the, the odds are one to nine that there's not a single person in horse racing that's talking about the same things that we talk about. <laughs> a cuckold, anyway. So we'll turn- <laughs> there were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risks. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie from a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Park, Saratoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. What is up? I'm Jared Welchies, Aaron Halterman. This is another edition of Blinkers Off. What's up, my man? I can tell you're alert and you're ready, and I like that. I like that about we're uh we're at, this is when it matters right the end end of the Derby Trail uh we we were kicked off the uh, the hundred point races last week um we're, we're well into it with the Florida Derby we got Dubai World Cup this weekend of course the UAE Derby is a hundred point race which is kind of funny right because we we you look at that race this year and it's a mess but uh yeah the next couple of weeks man it, it's balls to the walls uh speaking of balls no um. Dudes, enter promo code dudes at manscaped.com for 20% off to trim your balls. Uh, no, but listen, the next couple weeks, it, it gets it gets, it gets gets nutty, right? Nutty. Oh, yeah. See, there's another one. Dudes. Hey, dudes. There, there we go. <laughs> uh, yes, this is this is what it's all about. Uh, you said something as we were getting ready to come on air that is a little sad. We're usually in Florida for the Florida Derby when this is happening. I'm really hoping that this is the last round of preps that we miss because of this. Um, but happy to be running, happy to uh, be here. You know, just three we- or three more weeks of preps, I should say, left. Uh, doesn't get any bigger than the Jeff Ruby Stakes. No, I'm just kidding. Doesn't get any bigger than the Florida Derby. Uh, so uh, we're, we're very excited for this one. Yeah, the Jeff Ruby. Um, <laughs> uh, who do you got the Jeff Ruby? Yeah, we're, uh, we're not going to do the Jeff Ruby on, on this show. So uh, if, you, if you're coming here to find out who, yeah, that's not uh who do you like halterman in the jeff ruby yeah um boy i haven't i haven't made the final decision yet but uh i think uh like a king from the one hole i kind of like like a king like the king i should say from from the one hole and the jeff ruby uh i never heard of that horse by the way it's another (laughs) hundred so you got two there's 300 point races this weekend and Mm -hmm. Two of the races, you're not going to know 90% of the horses in the race. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at. So if you know, obviously you got to think that Jeff Ruby is going to at least have one horse, like the winner, that might go to the Kentucky Derby, right? So you're taking up spots. 
um, that you know that obviously can, are going to make the t- make that you know that 2019, 18, 19, 20 as we get into April. Super interesting, right? And who's on yep. the bubble because that's going to make these races these last couple major preps, especially next weekend with the Woods, Santini, the Derby, and the Bluegrass. Keeneland, baby, Keeneland's coming back. Cannot wait. And I hope, yeah, you're right. I hope this is it. You know, hopefully we're going to go to the Arkansas Derby. Uh, hopefully we can go to the Kentucky Derby and then kind of get back to sort of a normal situation. Um, this all depends. Like I'm not doing the 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 testing constantly, you know, and, and, and quarantining and stuff. But I think with, with the vaccinations and whatnot, and uh, hopefully we can go to start going to these. So uh we'll get into it a little bit last weekend and i'll just jump right into because it's going to be the best thing i saw it's the fact that my boy hot rod charlie wins the louisiana derby gate to wire rosario is just like fuck it let's go man and he goes and you get to the top of the stretch midnight bourbon he he makes a it makes a big run uh looks like he's gonna kind of kind of eat up hot rod and he says no thanks see ya pulls away wins by two-ish uh 99 buyer came back really strong performance hot rod finally uh no longer a a bridesmaids right you know he he finally got broke through and won a big race they come down toward this final furlong it's hot rod charlie and midnight bourbon needs to lift hot rod charlie finding for joel rosario they come past the 16th hot rod charlie just holds midnight bourbon and rattling home is old Bezos. it's hot rod charlie to win the twinspires.com louisiana derby i am gonna say what i told uh, the people to listen to the rockets on wednesday don't sleep on hot rod charlie don't forget about hot rod charlie I think what's going to happen these next three weeks, we're going to chase the new shiny toys that we see in these big races. And we're going to kind of forget about the Louisiana Derby winner, but let's look at all the positives about this horse. Um, Number one being the running style. This horse can show, (laughs) geez, showed in that race that he can get to the front and stay. And that's really important when it comes to Kentucky Derby. So the running style is great. A win and a mile and three sixteenths. The buyer comes back stronger than anything we have right now that's healthy and living and, and pointing for the Derby. There's a lot of positives about Hot Rod Charlie. Don't forget about him. I think he's going to win one of these three Triple Crown races. I really do. I think he's going to pull off an upset somewhere. Um, I think this is a good horse, and I think they found his trip, and his trip is get him to the front, and, and he's he's tough to pass. And, you know, uh, Midnight Bourbon came right up to his side there about mid-stretch, and Hot Rod Charlie said, see ya. No worries. And not only does he win, he wins by two links. So this was an impressive performance. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, I was, I was so, I, I was obviously rooting for it to happen, but you know, I was so impressed and, and surprised by how kind of easily he did it, so to speak, because he ran a really, really big race, and you know, he's got he'll. Like to me, the way he loses one of the if he doesn't get to the, you know win like a, a Derby or a Preakness, it's not it, it's more just he's just not good enough. But he's going like he's gonna give you a run like he's gonna make get your money's worth so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like you'll hit the top of the stretch in the Derby or the Preakness or whatever, and you'll think, come on, you know, hold on, or he's right there. He's gonna hit because he look at it. I mean, and it's not like it's just losing a Derby. I mean, you look at the. The Breeders' Cup, and you look at Robert B. Lewis. I mean, he's consistently in the races now. I mean, he he runs his ass off. I mean, you you go back and watch the Breeders' Cup, and yeah, Central Quality, you know, passed him late, but he looked like a winner for half a second in that race. You know, mm-hmm. he 
and obviously he was a huge price that day. He's becoming, and I think because of him being at that point, you know, like you and I had talked after the race, how often do you see a 94 to one runner up in the Breeders' Cup come back to win a major prep? It just really doesn't ever happen. And so I think you're like, to your point, people are going to kind of disregard him, especially because the Louisiana Derby is early on and it's kind of the earlier, uh, it's earliest, I guess, of the 100 point prep. So like you say, they forget, you know, say Concertier comes back and, and, and runs well in the Arkansas Derby. And then, of course, you got Bluegrass and Essential Quality. There's two horses that are definitely going to be, you know, lower odds than him in the Kentucky Derby. Um, say, you know, Greatest Honor wins this weekend or whatever. Like, there's, like, the horses are going to keep stacking up that are people are probably going to choose over Hot Rod. So, to your point, I do think, and he's very lightly raced this year. So, I'm with you. Um, he may not be the best horse. We'll find out, right? But I think he's going to he's gonna try. He's going to get your money's worth. He's not going to falter. Um, it's just a matter if he gets, you know, how good he is, right? And, and we'll find out. Yep, and I think uh, Michael Myers, uh, that's a pretty good exacta box at this point. I, I don't like future wagers at all, but if you're going to play one, I mean, that's that's not a bad one. So I think I think you've got the three. Yeah, Hot Rod Essential um, and Concert Tour, future exacta box. That's, that's I mean, if you if the race was tomorrow, I would feel pretty good about that exacta box. Let's put it that way. Well, I'll even go a step further. If the three horses make the gate, and I, I don't mean to be negative, but that's just the, the nature of the beast. If those three horses make the gate, that, you know, you're going to be happy. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, it gives you a shot. Going to be, I think Hot Rod will still be a decent price. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, you said it. You just get this horse to the front. He, he just, and I, people might get sick of me saying this, but, he so reminds me of his sire. He really does. He just gets to the front and he just fights you. And you're right. He may not be good enough, you know, to win the big one, but eventually he's going to win one of these big ones, I believe. And he's going to make you earn it. That's what he showed me in the Louisiana Derby. You're going to have to run really well to beat this horse. I, I think he shows up with a big effort. He's also only raced twice this year. So he should be pretty fresh for these three races coming up. Yeah. I like him a lot. And Doug is definitely taking his taking his time with him. I mean, he's gapped mm-hmm. out the you know the races and they in with the Louisiana Derby, uh, and of course taking some time off after the Breeders' Cup. You're right, and you know, I could see a situation where it's like he he runs a good third or fourth in the Derby, then they kind of they bring him back for the Preakness, and he does a very similar um, impersonation of his dad, and and goes out there and they just say, you know what, come catch us. That's how he won the Louisiana Derby. Come catch us. And they can't, you know, because he could, because he could make up a lot of reasons why he doesn't. Whether it be he just doesn't run, you know, gets caught, or maybe he gets shuffled, you know, with the Derby being a twenty horse field, some crazy things can happen that don't necessarily, you know, completely reflect how the horse ran. So you could yeah. see a situation where he runs good but just doesn't win the Kentucky Derby. They run him back in the Preakness and he wins. So that to me is the the Preakness is where I'm I'm with you. I, I feel like do it, you know, he he won a mile three sixteenth already, right? Uh, so, yep. so do it again in the Preakness. So, yeah. And by the way, we mentioned this on the live stream last week. Um, of course, it just had broken, you know. So, I guess we need to, you know, you talk about horses making the gate. Life is good. Life is not good for him. He's he's done. Um, he's off the. He, he he put. This is how crazy this game is. I mean, he puts in a, a, an amazing work. People are raving about it. And as soon as you're raving about it, the news breaks that. He's took a bad step, and they didn't like how he came back. And then, of course, now he's off the Kentucky Derby Trail. We won't see him, definitely not until after the Belmont. Um, 
if at all again. So Life is Good, who I know you liked, number one. I, I was there pretty much. Um, he's gone. Yep. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I it's it's one of those things. It's it's uh, is it really surprising? You know, uh, Baffert has had some trouble keeping some of these healthy here lately uh, on the Derby Trail, and life is good as gone. And now this thing's wide open, and our jobs are a hell of a lot harder. That's all right because it also makes it a lot more fun these last three weeks because it's I mean it's as my dad would say to use a Papa Dude term it's nut cutting time that's what he likes to say <laughs> so it's it's crunch time so these next three weeks so it's going to be fun um you know a race like uh, what we're going to talk about uh you know I, I don't think they ever could have caught life as good but uh now that he's out the florida derby they might produce the derby winner we'll see uh magic ass uh which i think you know a lot of people have talked about this as soon as hot rod won and of course rosario being the jockey um uh, in the Louisiana Derby, who ride? Who does Rosario ride in the, in Kentucky? If it's not Hot Rod Charlie, who rides that horse? Uh, of course, Rosario had rode just a week before, had won with Concert Tour in the Rebel for Bob Baffert. Um, you would think that he stays put, right? With, with you know, if he had the choice, um, you also have to think about the fact that now Mike Smith doesn't have a horse necessarily because he was on Life Is Good, so now he's off the horse obviously so where does he go does he go to does does he move over to concert tour does bob want him on his horse in the derby so to speak his main horse um and rosario stays put or like what do you or who who would ride hot rod if it's not gonna be rosario rosario will be on concert tour 100 unless there's an injury or unless he gets him beat somehow you know and they it's a situation where he gets fired but assuming concert tour wins he will be on on uh rosario will be on him who rides Hot Rod Charlie? I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, with it being Doug O'Neill, immediately you think, well, Mar uh, Mario, you know, uh, Mario Gutierrez, he'll, he'll be on there. But we, I don't know. I don't know. That may not be the case. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know either. Uh, obviously, he's a mount that people would want. You know what I mean? So, um, I... I don't know. It'll be, I definitely am with you. I don't, I mean, it's wishful thinking. I think Rosario would jump off about Baffert horse. And like you say, unless he's kicked off of him um, mm -hmm. or, or he gets him beat or something, but you, you gotta, you know, you gotta think it's going to be someone, it's going to be a West coast guy. Um, jockey wise, you know, that maybe, you know, Mario makes a lot of sense to, to your point, you know, but uh, you're going to, you know, you're getting into the point now where you can't just kind of, you know, mess around. You got they got to make decisions. You know, you know, Hot Rod has no more starts left, so the plans for who he's going to be ridden by needs to be done. You know, soon because this is a this is a, a yeah. Michael Myers says Pratt. That's a horror, that's a that's one that we kind of mm -hmm. talked we talked about on the live stream a little bit. He seems like a guy that seems like a pretty logical, um, obviously, uh, sort of one the Kentucky Derby with uh, two years back. So yeah, yeah, Pratt, Pratt seems to me if I, if, you know, he's my horse in the fantasy league yeah, as the owner of, of the horse, I would like to see Pratt on, on, uh, I think I would feel good about that. Um, mm -hmm. all right. I, hot rod was my best thing I saw. We've, we talked a little bit about the triple crown, uh, kind of an update there, but what do you got? What's your best thing you saw today? Oh, listen, it's not, it wasn't today. I'm going to cheat, but I don't care. The best thing I saw was Monday. It was Will Rogers Downs, and more importantly, it was Evil Stevel, man. I got to thinking, I had seen Evil Stevel in 
years, <laughs> you know, because of this stupid COVID thing. So uh, yeah, evil showed up at uh, at Will Rogers Downs. Papa Dude was there. I was there. Um, it was cold. It was windy, but it was fun. Uh, it's anytime you go to the track now, you appreciate it just a little bit more. Uh, and so, yeah. And, and the great thing about Will Rogers, if you're scared of COVID, great place to go to the track because you, <laughs> you have no chance of getting it there. <laughs> you, you're way away from everybody else. So it's got to be that. It was a great trip. You got to tell the, the story of how they had it roped off because I think that is just classic. <laughs> Okay, it's if you haven't been there, it, you might not understand it. But there's they have a oh big open air like bleacher grandstand area. Uh, yeah, there's my there's a picture of the first race going off there at Will Rogers Downs, um, and you see John Lee saying, "Get it, baby! What a great guy! What a great announcer!" But anyway, the grandstand's like oh a thousand fifteen hundred people can sit in it, right? But there's never more than three at a time ever that ever that I've ever been to Will Rogers that sit up there. My dad and I, and maybe one other guy, but it, they've roped off like certain rows, certain seats, certain sections to make sure we're all socially distanced. It's like some guy, they made go out there and do that for, <laughs> it, it would have taken hours and he's roping off seats that have never been sat in ever. <laughs> you don't have to do that here. It, it, there's three people up here. You don't have to take hours and rope off seats. Like, like we are naturally being away from everyone because no one else is up here. I've never sat within uh, 3,000 feet of another person at Will Rogers Downs. No, nor have you ever <laughs> seen, never, you never seen more than like 20 people there. So Right. Well, if you, if you pull up that picture, well, you don't have to, but you, you'll see, oh, you know, what is there, like, maybe 15 people in that picture yeah um, at best yeah that's that's all of us there were there were that that was the people going out to watch the first race my dad and i and steve were up on the where i'm describing the bleacher area yeah here we go so those people there were maybe three more people to the right and there was like maybe five people in the bleachers that's all that was there for the first race there's like uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I believe that's Steve taking a selfie. Is that Steve taking a selfie down at the bottom right? No. Oh, uh, no, no. That's Steve in the flannel, kind of the flannel looking shirt there. Oh, oh, I see him. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. looks like Steve. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I figured that's that's a typical Steve move, taking the selfie, you know, with the with the, with the start in the background. But no. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you know, Will Rogers uh, is back. That's that's Halterman's favorite track for some reason. Yep. Uh, have you? Are you going to go back uh, Monday? I think so. Yeah, Mondays work out pretty well for me because Tuesday they're going to draw the Keeneland card for Saturday, so I, I'll definitely be home and working on the bluegrass. So I'm not going to go Tuesday, but Monday, uh, I'd say ninety percent chance I'll be there. <laughs> well, ninety percent <laughs> chance I will not. So uh, all right, let's get to today's show because we have a big one here. We're going to preview the $750,000 Curlin Florida Derby at Gulfstream Park and the $12 million Dubai World Cup. It's back at Medallion Race Cars. Then we're going to get to Red Fire selections for the Undercard Stakes action Saturday at Gulfstream Park. Let's go! They're Gate, and they're in the Curlin Florida Derby. All right, Gulfstream Park on Saturday. The Curlin Florida Derby 
It's race 14. It's grade one. We're 750K for three girls going one and one eighth miles. Again, it's a Kentucky Derby prep race. 140-2010 for your top four fish finishers. This completes this, the uh, the final leg of the uh, Kentucky Derby Series prep series at Gulfstream Park. And you have a field of 11 lined up for this one, led by the horses looking to sweep that said series. At six to five, the seven horse greatest honor for Suge. Jose Ortiz to ride, but listen, you've got some new, you know, a couple new shooters in here, including Bob Baffert, who, by the way, if you're asking the question, when was the last time Bob Baffert brought in a horse on the Kentucky Derby Trail to Gulfstream Park? The answer is never. Spielberg, the horse that last was seen in the Southwest, running a good second, give him credit, good second, four to one. Uh, you've got five to one on known agenda for Todd Pletcher, coming off that impressive uh, allowance win after not running well. Uh, at Tampa, and then of course to the horse that a lot of people are talking about, collaborate the nine horse at six to one for Safi Joseph, Tyler Geffley on the ride. What do you think of this field? And, and I guess the, the the first question is, no, you know, greatest honor. Are you going to? I mean, is he play? Is he playable, or are you playing against him? All right. So this this is going to be kind of I think this is an extremely complicated race that could be simple, uh, but could also get wild. OK, here's the deal. Greatest honor is getting so much hate from like people like us that it's almost like, yeah, I kind of think the horse is going to run well now. You know, like I, I was at first I was like, I'm against that horse. I'm like, you know, He's getting so much hate and he hasn't done anything wrong that I, I'm definitely going to use greatest honor now. I, I don't know. I just, I just kind of feel like uh, some of the hate is warranted and some of it's like, well, he has won three in a row down here at Gulfstream. And uh, there's, there's also a lot of horses here with question marks once again, that he has to face. And that's been his biggest thing. He hasn't had to face much, but end of the day, I can't get past number nine collaborate. I think this horse is the real deal. I think he was the most impressive horse on uh, fountain of youth day. It was just the maiden special weight, but he looked awesome. This horse looks awesome in the flesh. This is a big, long striding horse. He's got plenty of early speed and you look at the pace set up here. He kind of looks like he's going to be loose on the lead. And if that happens at Gulfstream. I don't think greatest honor has a big enough turn of foot to run down collaborate. So collaborate on top for me. Uh, I, I couldn't get away from him here. I do respect greatest honor. Uh, the biggest thing for me, you look at the race last time out, greatest honor struggles to get by drain the clock, a sprinter for the same barn as collaborates. Happy Joseph's horse collaborates better than drain the clock. I'm so, I'm going to pretend you didn't just say the last part because I had this whole like setup planned for it. And I was going to say, who, who trains during the clock? Is he a sprinter? Is he a sprinter or a router? Sprinter. Did greatest honor almost not catch him last time out? Yes. Did the horse have enough points pretty much to get a Kentucky Derby? And they said, no, instead we're going to, we're going to take him off the trail. Collaborate is going to be our horse. And this horse is bred to get the distance. If he can get, if Saffy Joseph can get drain the clock to almost, and I get it, almost doesn't count. He almost won that race against Greatest Honor, doing a similar thing that we're going to see Co Collaborate do. If like to me, Co Collaborate's just he's going to roll. Like he, like I, Greatest Honor may have been able to catch drain the clock. I don't think 
he can catch Cobrate. I just really don't. And listen, I think another thing too, Greatest Otter's in. He's in. The Kentucky Derby is the goal. Like he like I mean obviously the goal that's the goal for a lot of these horses, but like he's got the points. This is just the prep to get into that to you know to prep him up. This isn't the goal. Cobrate needs to run huge. He has no points. This is his Kentucky Derby. They are going to bring it with this horse. Whereas Greatest Honor, there's a lot of things up against him. He he the, the way this pace the way this race is going to set up. I just feel like it, he it's going to be like I, I second third. I mean second even. And I hate to even say because I don't feel like I give him enough credit. But I feel like if he finishes second, I'd be maybe not surprised is the word, but I just don't know. Like, I just feel like it's going to be like, yeah, you know, you know, the pace didn't really set up the race kind of set up against us today. Finished third. We feel good about it on to Kentucky and that's it. You know what I mean? And so whereas collaborate, he's going to bring it. And it, the one horse that I'm worried about, and I hate to say it because I hate this horse and I hate this trainer <laughs> is Spielberg. I mean, I do. I, I, I let's make no, it, he ran huge. I feel like he's totally eligible to bounce here in a big way, but it's Bob Baffert, and he's bringing the horse here, and he has shown enough front-end speed in his past that it kind of has a feeling that he's going to pull a little bit of a concert tour and be like, just go. Just you go and put it to Collaborate. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like we we recognize the fact that Collaborate can't get, like, we're not going to let, like, if he goes out on an easy pace, we don't have a shot. So just go. Put it to him. And so that to me is a little concerning. So I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback off that and I'll put up Michael's uh, comment. Maximum Security and Bodie Express, all capital letters, ran one, two all the way around the track two years ago and could have ran four laps. Yes, Michael, that's true. We were there and we were wasted when that happened. Oh. And we thought, are we seeing this right? I mean, is that Maximum Security and Bodie Express? Yeah, it is. So anyway, yes, you're right. Um, and, and to that point and to, to what you just said, Michael, and to what you just said, Jared, the nine and the 10 could run one, two mm -hmm. here and just run all the way around the track. One, two. I totally agree with your thoughts and with Spielberg. I think from this outside post, I think Bob Baffert, you know, I, I've compared him to Barry Bonds. Like I think he's a great horseman, a great trainer, regardless of what else he's doing. Uh, just like Barry Bonds was, he was a hall of fame baseball player, no matter what he did put in his body. Um, I think Bob Baffert looks at this race just like we do and just, just like anybody that handicaps and says, there's not a lot of speed in here. The nine's the only other speed. So we can either just sit there or we can just send his ass, send the 10, get over, either take the lead if the nine's dicking around or, or just sit right, sit right off of him if he goes up to the lead like should. And we're sitting in a good spot either way. And we got, we got greatest honor who everybody doesn't think is quite just, he's more of like a grinder and just a, keep my nose down, keep, keep running, running, running. Those type of horses don't catch horses that are on the lead and don't come back to him a little bit. So I agree. I almost think Spielberg is the second most likely winner in the race, but I kind of threw up in my mouth when I said that. So I put him third instead of second. So I, I definitely, I definitely agree. Um, another horse let's you, or let's talk about, because I know we both kind of like him. The eight soup and sandwich is interesting because mm -hmm. this horse is a little bit screwy. If you've watched, you know, the last two races or well, his only two races, 
he's a little screwy, right? He kind of flip-flops his leads. He doesn't really run well in the stretch. But before he gets to that stretch, when he rounds the corner, he looks like a monster, right? And then he just kind of dicks around. I think there's talent there with this one. I think there's upside. This might be a little too much too soon for a horse that's kind of quirky, but I think at 20 to 1, he's an interesting horse. Yeah, to be fair, like the six to one collaborate and twenty to one a soup and sandwich are dreams. Like they're ne- you're never gonna get those. Pri- I wish you would. I think it's gonna be more like three to one, five to two, something like that. And soup and sandwich will be half of that at least at twenty to one. To having said mm-hmm. that, I'm with you, man. I, I, he's interesting. I, you kind of worry too. Like the two scenarios that I worry about is one, he's not fast enough early because he hasn't been facing you know a horse like collaborate or, or Spielberg. And he gets way too far out of it, and it's just mm-hmm. too much for him to do. Or two, he does try to hang, and he just fades. You know, he's tired by the top of the stretch, and it's so you know it's because it's obviously deeper waters. But to your point, he seems kind of raw, and he seems very unknown. And so to me, that I think playing like an eight nine exacta is very interesting here because of the value when you t- talk about tossing Baffert and tossing Greatest Honor. I also really like Nova Rags uh, on the one the, in the one hole. Um, really kicking myself still for not claiming this horse back before the Sam F. Davis because I, I kind of had interest in doing that, and obviously he runs a good second, um, and then here he is again. I, I you just think like he's going to be forwardly placed as well. Yeah, I, yeah. Steve, thank you, Steve Patton, who commented Nova Rags has got to go as well. I agree. I think he's going to be forwardly placed. He's got you know he draws the one hole. Um, he's got Junior. He's aggressive. He, you know, they're gonna go. Um, so I think he's gonna be very forwardly placed and at least have a shot. At, you know, when they hit the top of the stretch, to whether he's good enough or not. You know, obviously his dad, Union Rags. Um, so yeah, I, I think he he he's never been worse than fourth, and you know he he's he to me is gonna play a a, P, a part in this race, and he needs the points as well. Another horse that needs the points here. So I feel like he's gonna run well, and I think it's pretty telling that Bill Mott you know, opts to run him here in this race, gets Junior to ride, which obviously are very good together, especially at Gulfstream Park. So, yeah, I mean, I think Nova Rags is interesting. I Honestly, dude, and, and tell me if I'm, I guess when it comes to value, I, like, I think playing a lot of things with known agenda, with Nova Rags, with Soup and Sandwich, and with Collaborate, tossing Greatest Honor, tossing Spielberg, and just hoping that, because I like all those horses as much as I like, or maybe even more than I like Spielberg and Greatest Honor. I honestly, I just don't like those horses very much, especially when you're going to talk about six to five on Greatest Honor, which I think will be the price, very, very close to that. Well, here's the deal. I think if I, I think you're right. Yes. Uh, first of all, if you're going to play multis, I, I would hate to get to this leg and get beat by greatest honor now if you want to try it that's fine i'm not really saying don't do it but for my liking i will play him defensively but when we're talking about uh, wins exactas and tries listen if greatest honor wins this race you're not gonna it's not gonna pay enough no matter what to to make it worthwhile unless you're just gonna load up on greatest honor he's the type of horse where he's gonna be the odds where it's it's kind of like um you know, let's just say like a concert tour in the Rebel. Like you, you're not going to play a two dollar exact concert tour over whoever or five dollars to win. Like you're going to have to play him large, and that's the thing. Same thing with Greatest Honor. If you're going to bet him, you better be really strong on him because you have to play him large uh, to make money. So yeah, for what we're trying to do, I totally agree. 
Now, if you play him in, in some underneath spots, that might still be okay in the exotics as long as you get him beat on top. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, my worry with Nova Rags, and I, I, I have been squarely on the fence with Nova Rags for months. I, I don't know about those Tampa races, and now we're coming to Gulfstream. I'm not, I, and I know the Gulfstream crop is not great, right? But Tampa's not really either. And you look at the Sam F. Davis, Kenny Man Rocket did not run well the next time out in the Tampa Bay Derby. Yep. Hidden Stash had every single chance in the world and couldn't pass Helium, who was making dirt debut and hadn't ran in like fuck eight months. I mean, <laughs> I don't think the Sam F. Davis was very good. I do worry about the nine maybe getting involved with the one if the one kind of shoots out of there, but I'm just kind of Nova Rags. I'm still questioning just how good are you, Nova Rags? I'm not sure he's that good. So the last horse I want to, I mentioned him a little, a little bit a second ago, but obviously, and in, in, in Jason uh, Home will bring him up a little bit too. He's, he said, I'm worried about incidental IRAD at a Gulfstream. I have to know, I have to add that note agenda. I mean, listen, he's one of those horses that if he goes and wins this race, you're like, fuck, you know, really? Like, of, like, of course he's going to win this race. Because Todd Pletcher's IRAD, look what he won by 11 last time. And I, and I, I was against him. In the Florida Derby, like, come on, his, his dad's curl, like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of that there, whereas he he looks so bad the same with Davis. The rims in, he looked bad. He, he goes and, and he runs at Gulfstream Park, so there's like, okay, there's a like, there's a plus. He throws on Lasix, he throws on Blinkers. The horse wins by 11, pops an 82 buyers, top buyer of his career. Well, obviously, he drops the Lasix here, being a stakes race, so you, you want, so... Do you want you? Do you think it's is the blinkers that made the difference? Was it Lasix? Was it both? He's he's scary. I mean, this horse has been favored in three of his five lifetime starts. It's a it's a dicey move to just toss this horse. He is scary, um, but you know he ran he ran a great race last time. Only got the eighty two buyer though, which kind of tells you that the competition was not anything to write home about. And you asked the question, was it the blinkers? Was it the Lasix? Boy, I wish I could ask the horse. I need to tell me because that's the only way you're going to know until this race, right? You know, if he runs a huge race here, it goes, oh, shit, those blinkers really help. But if he runs like shit here, it's like, well, maybe A, he's not very good, or maybe it was the Lasix. Uh, don't know. Uh, here was my deal. I don't think you can play, you know, the five, the seven, and the ten. you got to throw one of those out. For me, it was no agenda. That that's what it came down to. Uh, now, if you if you want to get risky and say, well, let's just throw Greatest Honor out. Well, sure. Then I'm saying play the five. You know, he was that last horse off the ticket type for me. You can't play them all. Um, am I going to be shocked if we're sitting here on Saturday around this time, a little little earlier, but around this time, and say no agenda? We just won the Florida Derby. No, I won't be shocked. But haven't ever liked him. Didn't even pick him to win the Sam F. Davis. Uh, which I just got done saying was kind of a bit skeptical if that race is any good or not. Can't play him here. Just that's the one I tossed. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, Nick Feldman says, you know, I can't wait for Saturday. My buddy thinks yeah. greatest honors push button and I'm completely against. And that seems to be kind of the, yep. the, the story of this race about with greatest honor. It's like you read that like people are like this horse is like a contender to win the Kentucky Derby, like a top contender. Yep. Or you're just like, yeah, he's too slow. He can't get there. His style never wins or whatever. 
this is the acid test, this race, because, you know, he wins the Holy Bull. Obviously, he broke his maiden finally after four, tried four times, finally broke it. Wins the Holy Bull, wins it impressively. Wasn't the favorite, right? Prime Factor was, but beat, obviously, nothing. Then he comes back in the Fountain Youth, and we talked about that. Barely beats Drain the Clock, who's a sprinter, and also beat nothing in the race. Uh, you know, Fire Will, obviously very good on turf. So you, you look at this race, and maybe there's not a ton of talent, but there's definitely the most talent he's faced. And he's also facing a horse like Calibrate, who's obviously going to... And, and, and a Baffert speed horse, so to speak. Uh, so the, this is going to be the one. If he goes and airs here, and uh, it's like, well, shit. He's just maybe just kind of, he just does what he needs to do to win a race. I've never heard anybody go, yeah, I like Greatest Honor a little bit. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's either, I think this is the greatest source that's ever lived, or eh, he's just, you know, he's not very good. So, yeah, you're right. He's very polarizing. That's that's very well said, Nick. Um, yeah, so yeah, you know, if he wins here... It's still not like a great field, but you got to give him more credit than than the last two races. It's definitely stronger than the Holy Bull or Fountain View. You got a Baffert thrown in there. You got a Pletcher. I know he's beat a Pletcher twice, but you got one that is at least coming off a big win. Uh, you got Collaborate coming off a big win. This is a tougher field. I mean, he'll prove a lot here if he wins. Um, but greatest honor for me, I, I'm just on that camp of, boy, end of the day, I just don't think he's that good. Uh, if you're tuning in live with us right now, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, you can do that any uh, Thursday, any time we do a live stream, which these days is almost daily. Uh, you can tune in and you get alerted when we do those live. If you're listening to us after the fact, make sure you go subscribe so you can get alerted when we do these in the future. Uh, Nick, and also it's cool because people can comment while we're doing these. Nick also yeah. says, and this is a good question, and we talked a little bit about this uh, after we, you know, after the Magic Mike show, we all jumped on and we're, the four of us were discussing um since the florida uh, hasn't been too strong even if he wins i would still be against him in the derby i just don't see his running style winning the derby i agree nick and to that point halterman what do you make of this field moving forward i talk i ask you that every single time uh you know obviously greatest honor is in the kentucky derby already so there's one at least uh if we both you, know, you and i are both picking number nine calibrate there's two at least. So what do you do with this field moving forward, you know, after the, after Saturday? Yeah, I think there's a, a shot. We're going to see three of these move on to the Kentucky Derby, just depending on how it falls. But yeah, moving forward, I don't see myself exiting this race saying I'm going to pick this horse to win the Kentucky Derby, you know, no matter who it is. Now, uh, that all obviously could change. It's kind of like we said, you know, when we were talking about it, <laughs> listen, somebody wins by 20 links. Well, sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> pops yeah. up and does that. But overall, I don't, I don't see the, the Derby winner in this field. Uh, one real critical key that I'm looking for uh, before I, I give kind of my last thought here, stretching out to a mile and eighth, maybe greatest honor with the, you know, a little bit longer distance and kind of usually naturally the pace is a little slower the longer you go. Maybe he's a little more forwardly placed than we saw him in his last couple efforts. I'm kind of looking for that. So um, a lot to a lot to like here as far as, man, this is going to be a fun race. It's going to be entertaining. But no, I don't I don't think the Derby winners in this one. I am picking Calvary to win, even if he does what I think he's going to do. Um, there's zero chance that I'm picking him in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, he's an auto toss for that matter. And honestly, the, the whole, this entire field is an auto toss for me in the Kentucky Derby. Unless, like you said, if greatest honor goes and show like he, he's a little bit closer, he, he 
he still has that late closing, you know, pounce, um, but he sits maybe, you know, four or five links off the pace rather than being way out of it. In that case, you all of a sudden be like, okay, maybe he can do what he needs to do to win. Or, you know, if he can do that, then yeah, he becomes a little bit more interesting moving into the Kentucky Derby than he is right now. But yeah, I'm with you. I just don't think, you know, if he can, if he's running his races, if he's just naturally slow in the, early in his races, greatest honor is just not, you just, you, you don't win the Kentucky Derby in that way. You just, you just won't. I mean, he'll be a, he'll be a perennial underneath horse when the, when I get that the longer distances help him, you know, the Shook seems to really think the longer they go, the better, which is great. But the problem is you can't give really good horses these head starts. Like, the, you know, the waters get deeper. And I get yeah. going a mile and a quarter is helpful. But if the horse, if the horse is spotting them 20 links or whatever it is, it, it makes it it makes it awfully tough to kind of catch him, even though he might be running hard towards the end. So at 6-5, to five, you and I are both playing against Greatest Honor on top. We're both on the Saffy Joseph horse, number nine, Calibrate, at 6-1. to one. <laughs> Support for Blinkers Off is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over the technology developments and provide you the most, the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, 20% off plus free shipping with promo code DUDES at manscaped.com. And look, Halterman, I've got my, my razor. Can you hear that? My, ma- Ooh, my, my razor. Look at that. See, we got the light. Look at that. Oh, look at that. Well, I mean, what do you think of the old Manscaped products? Listen, I brought it out for everybody to to see today because I like it that much. I I, I said, uh, listen, we haven't shown it yet, so this is what it is right here. This is your ticket to uh, to a fun time. <laughs> that is a that is a very good point. Hey, listen, I, I went today. I went to the barber. I got you know haircut. Don't use the same razors and stuff on your face. That you, you didn't use this on you though, right? No, no, no. I brought it with okay. me. I brought it with me. It's like, hey, I got one. If you need one, he's like, no, no, don't worry. Uh, I, I've got my own. Um, but no, the Manscaped uh, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 includes not just this, but it also has these the crop preserver, which is a little deodorant for your balls. It's got the reviver, your ball toner. I'm telling you, it works. It makes your balls feel extra fresh if you're going out for a night with the Tinder ladies. You gotta have, you gotta have the junk smelling, looking, looking fresh, smelling fresh. It's not just about the looks, Halterman. You know, the, <laughs> you you may never be down in that area. I'm not, but someone else is, right? Maybe. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, so you, know, you gotta trim that junk of yours, and you gotta have it smell good too. It's gotta be. <laughs> the grooming is on. It's step one. Step two is making it smell good. Do you think your Tinder girls ever watch the show? I hope. <laughs> I hope. Fun fact: We once had an idea to, and also credit to Ryan to do a Tinder segment of, of Jared's oh. escapades, and we still have the, we still have the soundtrack for it. And we've Dude. kind of, we've kind of just always held it off because you're like, where, where's the line there? I've got stories. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm a book that's just waiting to be written. But what, what was the Ryan named the segment? Can you remember what the name of it the was? Stories of the stories uh, from the dating app. Stories from the dating app. I, I think, think I think it was something like it was a good little you know of course a typical Ryan very yeah. good jingle. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, so maybe we'll bring that back. And that what what better way to, to sponsor that segment than Manscaped.com? Get twenty percent off. 
and free shipping with promo code DUDES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Remember to use promo code DUDES, D-U-D-E-S, unlock your confidence, and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. He was a married man way back in the day. Now he's a single dad and he's swiping away. Jared's looking for love. Will he find it perhaps? These are tales from the dating apps. Say what? These are tales from the dating apps. Say what? These are tales from the mother bleeping dating apps. Look at that, Nick Feldman. I met my girlfriend, a future wife on Bumble back in 2017. That's right, back before Bumble was cool. You were on it. Bumble, for those wondering, Tinder is the low. That's the lower echelon. That's that's where you're looking to. You're 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 looking for your maiden claimers there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and 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 then you go to like Hinge, and Hinge is a little combo of both. It's more like allowance filled. Bumble, yeah. for the most part. Now now Nick, I don't. I've I've met some interesting folks on Bumble. Some of my worst experience have come from Bumble, actually. But Bumble, generally speaking, is your stakes level. That's your marriage material, Nick. Higher level. You know how old I am, guys. I met my wife at a bar on spring break, like like a like a normal. Like a normal yeah, no, no one does that anymore. No. So especially I actually, the you know, days. that that was it was 15 years ago Tuesday that that happened. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, is this is 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 cuck supposed to mean? Uh, is that fuck or is it cuckold like the cuckold or whatever? Because I had to Google what that meant because I've asked been asked to to be a part of that. That's a story. There you go. If you want a story, I don't know if I told Halterman this story. What? It's, it's like it, it's like cuckold or something where basically uh, uh, the like a, it's a husband and wife, and they are they want somebody to. The man wants to watch this new person pleasure the wife. Like they get off on that. So really, to, I've and I've I have been asked, and I've I, unfortunately I don't have a story about it happening because I've <laughs> turned it I've turned it down because uh, that's super weird for me. Uh, yeah, there you go, cuckold. There you go. Um, I'm telling you guys, it's super weird. I've learned, I've I've evolved and maybe regressed as a man in <laughs> since I've been on my date. <laughs> well, 15 years ago, I did not do that, and I didn't know what that was until today. So, okay. Well, there you go. I, I would not suggest. I mean, to me, it, it it doesn't seem appealing to me, but um, that seems super like that. There's a lot of pressure there. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> There's got like, too much pressure to to be like a, to be a part of that, right? I don't know. I I, I couldn't do it. So Anyways, I don't think I, I'm that's not. that's one story. I mean, I, I seriously, it, we would like. I feel like, and we have to have Ryan on because, God, he would just light like he would light it up. I wonder if Ryan knows what that is. We I'm gonna text him right now. Actually, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna him ask what, him. I say just put just put cuckold and then just question mark. I'm gonna, we will report back here, or I will report back. They look to be ready. Shane Ryan has the button. Gates fly. They're racing in the Dubai World Cup. All right, let's go overseas to Maidan on Saturday, Saturday morning. So we'll kick things off uh, before the, the Gulfstream Park really, uh, the action really gets going. Race nine, the Dubai World Cup, $12 million race. Uh, it's for four year olds and up, going one and a quarter miles. 
Yeah, again, it's, it feels weird because, you know, we don't have the, the, the kind of the, the, the least even one kind of, I mean, Mystic Guide may be on his way to being the, uh, the next kind of big older horse, but he's not currently. Um, you have a year off, right? We didn't have it last year with, with, with COVID. So Thunder Snow won this race two years in a row, and then we had a year off, and now here we are. So it's kind of easy to forget, and it's funny. It's a $12 million race, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's this weekend too. So Big-time race, big-time betting opportunity, I think, this this year with 14 horses entered, and the, the odds are kind of all over the place. Mystic Guide enters as your favorite at 5-2 to two for, for Godolphin. Military Law is at 6-1. to one. You've got Jesus' team, another American there, at 6-1. to uh, Rosario's going to ride there. Uh, Sleepy Eyes Todd, 15-1. to one. Tide already, Dallas Stewart's got Ryan Moore to ride there, 30-1. to one. Um so yeah, it's interesting. You know, of course, you got a bunch of new sh- you know, new shooters, so to speak, for us watching because you know we don't know these horses. But some of them coming, you know, off the turf, uh, off synthetics. You never, you know, how how they come into this race. But gosh, it's a it's an interesting year that you're you're talking about a twelve million dollar race, and you're kind of like, yeah, I don't know really much about these horses. Why I love our business and what we do is you're sitting there talking about a twelve million dollar race, second uh, richest race. Uh, in the world. And we've got some people asking about, uh, you know, Mystic Guide, but most people are asking about, uh, you know, your your sexcapades on Tinder. And I don't think that happens in the DRF podcast. So that's why I love racing dudes. So <laughs> we go to, Jay Privman's not on, on their show talking about his, uh, his uh, relationship problems <laughs> or successes. Um, so we will, we will, we will turn i just i just laugh at all these so we'll turn the uh, odds the the odds are one to nine that there's not a single person in horse racing that's talking about the same things that we talk about (laughs) a cuckold anyway so we'll (laughs) do my world cup now um look I, i think steve and steve man i already miss you saw you monday i already miss you again um i i i think steve brings up a good point Mystic Guide last time out was killer. Like, that was awesome. If he shows up with that race, it's over. Like, that was super impressive. But is he a little overrated based on his resume? Yeah, he kind of is, right? Like, he's he, he's kind of come on lately. But uh, overall, he's not like a world beater that you normally see that's the 5-2 to two favorite in this race. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's not uh, uh, you know, arrogant or, uh, you know, who do you know? Who else would we talk about before he came out? Like a Curlin, a California Chrome. Uh, he's not that kind. But I am going to put him on top because, man, that last race was awesome. But I think you need to go deep here. Uh, 15 to 1, number three horse, Chua Wizard. Now, last time out in the Saudi Cup was not good. But the races before that, he looked pretty good. I, I think that's a horse at 15 to 1 you kind of need to take a look at. So I did have him involved as well. Uh, Jesus's team. I think if you're going to play uh, trifectas, that's one to throw in. Um, I don't know if he's a serious win candidate, but I think you can. By now, you kind of know he's going to come with the run, hit the board type of thing. Um, so yeah, the uh, uh, Mystic Guide, Chua Wizard, Jesus's team. That's my top three. You know, I, I, Mystic Guide is going to be the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how are you, how am I supposed to talk about racing when I see that comment come up? Jason Hommel says, I'd love to listen to Andy Strilling and Anthony Stables discuss the pluses and minuses of cuckolding. 
<laughs> oh, I guarantee you, don't, neither one of those guys have definitely never been presented the opportunity to be part of a cuckold. Uh, I don't think... Uh, it's not... <laughs> oh man you guys gotta no. stop you guys you guys have to stop with the comments right now i can't focus on 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 racing with talking about but this is what i love about it then we get it, this comment like <laughs> yeah. see yeah and then this pocket headies is the one that asked for the story and this is what you started you know you've got the people are out because it's like all of us it's funny because we all like can bitch about it, but it's like everyone, we're all the same. Like we love racing. We, we love talk about this kind of shit, right? We love drinking. We love having fun. Like, so like, it's okay. Let's talk about it. I believe true wizard is a type of cuckold at the middle. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, Why did you okay. put that in quotation marks? Magic. True a wizard. How, how am I supposed to say it? <laughs> uh okay anyways mystic guide is my top play here as well but playing the horse at five to two in this race off with this kind of resume just does not sound appealing whatsoever so look based off his odds if, you, if you're gonna get two to one five to two somewhere in there i just don't i don't know if i want to play I, honestly i was more interested in the price and with the horse on his stable mate number eight magni which <laughs> magni coors i think is how you say it and halterman and magic both thought i was making up the horse's name when i first <laughs> mentioned this horse but listen i mean as a godolphin you got buick riding a horse that uh he's rode in the past you know first time trying dirt is a pretty good horse on turf uh, you know one three in a row coming into here obviously this is a step up but you know bread you know this distance Look at the breeding of this horse. Uh, Mega Dioro, of course, and then Indy 500, uh, which is an AP Indy, but that's a, a, a full, I think it's a full sister um, to Delta Princess, who, of course, was uh, Royal Delta's mom. So you've got a little bit of the, the dam side has some, you know, some class, and, of course, the sire side has some major class. So maybe the horse transfers over to dirt okay. And, I mean, the distance is the big thing for me, two, two for two at this distance. So... If you're looking for a price, I like that more than I like playing five to two on Mystic Guide. Jesus's team finished second in the Pegasus and now is running here. What do you think of Jesus's team? Yeah, I I, I think Jesus's team again is kind of the hit the board type. Um, you know, I I just I just don't think this horse can actually win. I think it would be so cool if he did, but I, I can't get there with him. And and uh, I think uh, let's see, Nick. Yeah, you made a comment about. Uh, Gunrunner uh, ran second in Dubai, went on to win the British Cup Classic. Mr. Guy, Mystic Guide can carve out his path here. Another similarity, Gunrunner prepped in the Razorback before he went over to run a, in Dubai. So same as Mystic Guide. So uh, that's kind of interesting. Those two, uh, I'm not comparing him to Gunrunner yet for sure, but it is interesting. And Gunrunner, if you remember, Jared, we were standing on the rail when, when he won that Razorback and we looked at each other like, damn, He's going to be a beast this year. And he was. So uh, we got that one right. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, Jesus' team hit the board type. Um, I, you know, listen, I think get Mystic Guy involved and then and then kind of don't be afraid to take some prices uh, around him. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, I like the 11-2, Sleep the Soldier at 8-1. to one, You've got a horse that has been running in all these challenge rounds kind of leading up to this. And then when they you know finally 
last two stretching out longer. Of course, last time going a mile and a quarter, this horse went to the lead pretty quick and or went early on in the race. And I think, you know, with not a lot of pace in here, this horse might have the ability to stay. Um, so at that price, he seems interesting as well. Uh, yeah, but, you know, with Mystic Guide, it definitely seems like, you know, listen, you know, uh, uh, there's a time when everyone thought it's Maxfield, right? And then they didn't bring Maxfield over. Of course, maybe we saw why. Maybe it just wasn't good enough when we saw in the big cap. Mystic Guide was the horse that Godolphin wanted over here. And so, obviously, he's he should run well. Um, and the way he run the, you know ran in that Razorback, it was like, holy shit, that was, that was something. But it's you got to also think, his horse has, hasn't been favored in three his three last starts, including that race that he was so good. Yeah, he was low prices, but he wasn't the favorite. The horse that's been good all his career, never finished worse than third, but definitely he's gonna have to prove it to you. It's not like when you like when you say when you had Arrogate, you had Gunrunner. It's not that close. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he, to me, like taking a shot against, it seems more like it makes more sense than trying to play him at two to one or whatever you're gonna end up getting on him. Yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree. And just a Ryan Stillman update. He finally got back to me. <laughs> yes, he does know what it is. There you go. I think someone actually bet that he did uh, that. he Yeah. Space Mountain says $20 yeah. to win. Ryan knows what it is. There you go. You win. You win. Ryan will. <laughs> what's your Venmo? Ryan will Venmo you some money. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh uh, last question, because I, you know, I, I don't always ask you this with the Derby stuff, but as far as Mystic Guide goes, I mean, we talked about Gun Runner and what he would do or what he did after, even though he didn't win. Uh, you do you think you know we we have to we sometimes talk about these horses that they don't come back over very well. Do you think Mystic Guide is a horse that win or lose as long as he won, runs well? Seems like a horse that's going to have a pretty big future when he comes back over here. Yeah, for sure. I think so. I think right now he he definitely. Um, I mean, and this isn't saying much because we're kind of scrambled in the handicap division, but I know yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. That race kind of stamped him as, as, as a definite, uh, player. And now this is kind of his proving ground. Okay. Are you this level now? You know what I mean? So yeah, I think Mystic Guide, uh, you know, if he runs well here, he's definitely going to come back to the States as, as one of the, the primetime contenders in his division. And, and, uh, that's obviously that's a good place to be. Yeah, it's funny because you just, it seems like we're just lacking. You know, Maxfield got booted. You really wanted to have him number one. And of course, he didn't win the big cap. Uh, you know, Monomoy, of course, doing her thing on the female side. But, you know, you have a horse like Charlton who didn't even win last time out. But yet he's ranked high because, you know, you don't have that like superstar horse that you're kind of, we're kind of missing yet, you know, these older horses. So Mystic Guy definitely has a spot if he wants it. He's got to go and win this race first, though. Number 10, Mystic Guide. Halterman and I are both picking him in the Dubai World Cup. <laughs> Time for Rubber Fire, presented by the inside track to the 2021 Florida Derby. Get our all-inclusive 14-page wager guide to the 2021 Florida Derby on March 27th, this Saturday, at Gulfstream Park. Features in-depth analysis of all 10 stakes on the card, including the $750,000 Curlin Florida Derby. So you heard us talk about that a little bit ago. Kind of see how exactly... We want you to play that race. Plus, get bonus race pair race analysis, betting suggestions, and the multi-race plays for all of Goldstream Park's entire card. Subscribe to Race News Premium. Get this guide completely free, including the guides coming up. We have the, the uh, next week. We'll have the Bluegrass Guide. Then we'll have the Arkansas Derby Guide. Of course, we might have, we might have one more, and then we have the Ar- we have the Kentucky. But we definitely have many guides coming. You get those free if you are an active subscriber. So go check that out at RaceNews.com, or you can buy it individually on the products page on racingdudes.com. All right, 
We got a full card, undercard, 10 stakes. We talked about one of them on the undercard at Goldstream Park. So we're gonna do this rapid fire a little differently when we do our most likely winner, our best value, our most excited to watch. So, Halterman, let's, uh, I think this is the order we did last time. So let's start it off. We don't, I don't think we've done this one. What race are you so excited for? You're gonna get wood. You're so excited that I get wood race of the week. What is it? I think I'm excited for this race for like weird reasons, right? The Gulfstream Park Oaks, race, race 12 on the car to Gulfstream, obviously Gulfstream Park Oaks. Okay, this, the, the, like the Oaks division, I had just swing, miss, swing and miss, swing and miss until last week, I, I knocked travel column out. So yes, all right. I'm, I'm excited to see if we can make it two in a row here, and that would be good. I'm excited to kind of, it feels like that almost kick-started, okay, maybe we're gonna see some good Oaks horses. And then at the other end of it, it's like, yeah, this race is kind of weird, and maybe we get another bomb, like uh, the Bodemeister horse uh, in the Devona Dale. So it's kind of a mix of, this is just kind of gonna be a fun one. And then also the, the, the rail horse, Cone Lima, is a horse I really like on the turf, now she's back to the dirt. I don't like that angle, but then you look at the pace, it's like, damn, she might be the lone speed. So there's just a lot of ways you can go. Um, as far as a, a pick, I'm gonna go number six, Millie Philly on top. Uh, I think this horse, she just draw a line through that Devona Dale. I thought the horse uh, just horrible trip. Got shuffled way back. Here you got a shorter field, draw pretty much to the outside, just one horse to her outside. Get out of the gate. Get that, get that stocking type trip behind the one and just let this horse have a little bit of run. I think Millie Philly uh, is going to rebound and run a lot better here. Um, so, but yeah, I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, I, Millie Philly seems like the pick, right? I, 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 I definitely, like, she seems like the, like, she's like, the Devon Dell was an absolute just disaster. And, and, but this horse likes to get a little bit in trouble and, and you just, if you throw that out, you come into this race off of the Demoiselle where she finished second to Malathot, you're like, yeah, I mean, I could see her. This just seems like a perfect spot. She should be the favorite. Just, I think, I'm a little concerned about the one Con Lima. Like, yeah. gate to wire anybody? You know, like, Con Lima just seems like, because you look at this horse, debut, and I always I always hate that angle usually when a horse, like, is, like, they, they've switched to turf at some point in their career and then they're back to dirt and you're like well now if it didn't work the first time why do you think it is but look you look at this horse she breaks her maiden and her second lifetime start runs a 71 buyer uh and just breezes over Goldstream park on a fast track you know there's nothing it wasn't like a slot it was a fast track she runs and goes in two gets off two off track races and then it's like oh she might be pretty good on the turf they go turf she's really good they run her on turf they consistently run her on turf now they're back to dirt. Irad Ortiz stays. It's Todd Fletcher. She's got plenty of early pace. Like, gate to wire seems very possible for her here. I just think that's, she's super scary. So I I think the six is a horse that I want to use. I think the one is a horse I cannot leave off anything. So I like the one six. I'm going to put the one on top. Um, but it wouldn't be surprising to see the six win. We both are, though, I think taking a shot, or not taking a shot, taking a stand against the three Crazy Beautiful. Yeah, I, I the only thing that, I, I may play defensively, I haven't decided yet fully, but I, the only thing is Jose Ortiz gets aboard, I, and I think somebody may have mentioned that in the comments, I think, it was Nick, I see that comment, yeah, I think that's odd that 
that Jose Ortiz gets aboard here. So that kind of pumps up Crazy Beautiful just a little bit. But look, this is a horse that just has trouble winning these types of races. So it's a mixed bag, right? I mean, I'm not high on her by any means. And as a favorite, I think she's pretty weak here. All right, let's go to my race. My so excited I get wood race of the week. Let's go to race 10, the Pan American Stakes. This is a... We're, just, we're 200K for, for four-year-olds and up, going one and one half miles on the turf. It's a grade two. It's always a pretty popular race here at, at uh, Gulfstream Park. And look, look who's in the race. And look who's the favorite of the race, Saddler's Joy. I, it's amazing, right? This horse, I've never seen a horse be the favorite more that's just awful. Like this horse, like he'll, he'll, he'll finish third or fourth and, and do his thing. He's eight years old. He's still collecting checks, minor checks. He's the favorite. He's an automatic play against as a favorite here. So look, I think Cross Border, who, who scratched out of that, wisely scratched out last week against Colonel Liam. Thank goodness, right? Because it saved me and it helped me make cash a, a pick four ticket because I wouldn't have without. Um, Cross Border decides to run here. Very good at Gulfstream Park. TGAF with, with Mike Maker is dangerous. So I listen, I, I think this is a race that going a mile and a half. Um, this horse is gonna be there. My my only fear of this horse is the eight horse churn and burn going going a little bit of uh, getting brave going gate to wire. Just the numbers aren't really up to what cross border is. So listen, I would rather play against Sadler's Joy completely and play the one eight, but I like the one on top cross border quite a bit. I'm with you. I like cross border. I think he scratched out of that race and found a much better race for the horse. So yes, cr cross border. Um, for me, I, I think he'll be tough. But there's some others in here. Look out for a couple others. That's all I'll say. Nothing? You're just going to let people just kind of hang on that? If you want to know. If you want to know, you know where to find my picks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. A to total total team player there. Pumping up the website. I love it. All right. Halzerman, let's go to... Let's go to the lock that shit up pick of the week. What you got? I, mean, I think we agree on this one, so we can we can kind of really talk about this race. Yeah, so I went to race number four. Or I'm sorry, I am very sorry. Race number three on this golf cream, uh, golf cream, golf stream card, <laughs> the Santa Bella Island Stakes. Derailed. I know. Uh, I went with number four World Tour. Uh, I really think this horse is is, uh, is going to be a pretty good one. Uh, last time out, uh, broke the maiden on debut for Bill Mott and Junior Alvarado and did it pretty damn impressively by a length. Kind of a kind of just a professional effort as well. Well meant for this race. I don't think this is the toughest field, uh, so I think it's a pretty good spot for the four to make uh, her second start uh, of her career. Stock and pounce here. Only horse I'm worried about is the five. Five may have a lonely lead, but I think the four has enough early speed to kind of to kind of stay in the in the, the range there and, and be able to get her late. So number four, World Tour. I really like that horse. <laughs> Magic says, and that's what Aaron having a stroke sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, know. I, I was a little worried, Magic. I was like, "What happened? What's happening? Is this, is, this, is, this, is, this, is this a computer locking up, or what's happening?" Um, nope. It's just Halterman is having a stroke, uh, which is ha which usually happens at the end of every week. So, um, no, I'm with you. Yeah, you and I don't do this. We do this separately, and then we we show like before the show, like, "Hey, you know, who'd you go with?" I'm on I'm a world tour too. I love everything you said. I just love the fact that Mott is 
listen, I'm riding my, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit again, because I... In... <laughs> Gulf cream. <laughs> Space Mountain says, Gulf cream? That sounds cold dish. <laughs> uh, I agree. That is a little weird. Uh, Gulf cream. Have you cream? Never mind. Um, World Tour. I'm with you. I think he, uh, you know, she, I should say, is very dangerous considering, he, you know, Mott has decided to run her straight to a stakes race off that maiden win. Just very, very professional the way she did. It gets Junior back. I'm riding Bill Mott on Saturday at Gulfstream Park. I hope I'm right. So, World Tour. We're, hopefully, we kick things off with our lock that shit up pick early in the card on Saturday. Finally, what people are here, what they're tuning in for, what they want to, you know, help cash. You're making a ring. Long shot kick of the day at Goldstream Park on the other card. What you got? Okay, let me go down. I didn't mark these races very well. Okay, race 11 on the card at Golf Cream Park. It will be the Cutler <laughs> Bay Stakes. Uh, you know, I, I like Annex a lot, and I get it. And he, he certainly can win. But, you know, I didn't think that race last time out was overly impressive to the point where he's a lock here so i'm gonna go with the eight step dancer uh making his first start uh, of the year you look though uh this horse won on debut and then next time out was beaten four links by fire at will who did what won the breeders cup juvenile turf and then uh the in the next race uh was a was a stakes winner at belmont and all that's fine and great but the thing i really like jose ortiz jumps aboard here for Barkley Tag, they've 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 uh, or he's rode for Barkley Tag seven times in the last year. Three of them have won. Four of them have hit the board. So what that tells me is they, Jared. It's race eleven at Gulfstream Park. Okay, so <laughs> sorry. Which race? Listen to when I introduce the races. Um, so anyway, Step Dancer. I, I just think this horse. Uh, with Jose Ortiz aboard, more than his riding skills, it just tells me that his agent thinks this horse is pretty good. Because we're not just jumping on any Barkley tag horse, right? Like, we're jumping on this one because we've heard this horse is doing pretty well. So, race 11, Gulfstream Park. I like the eight-step dancer. I I, I saw the angle there, and I actually, when I was going through trying to pick, I, I, I this was a horse that kind of made my... I kind of go back to let's look at that race again because I did see what you're I see what you're seeing um I liked Annex a little too much um uh, you know again I'm, I'm riding Bill Mott I've, I've mentioned this um Junior but Bill Mott I just I like the fact that they're back together um I liked him too much in order to, to try to beat him and I also think with Jose you're getting six to one morning line you you might be bet down a little bit because you are. I mean, people are going to see what you're seeing where Jose's jumping on the board here. So you might, that long shot pick might be like four to one or five to one. So it's like, it, I get it. Um, but I do think the horse could be dangerous considering, you know, you got to think, no offense to Dylan Davis, but I mean, Jose Ortiz, I think might boost the horse a little bit, right? Um, so I think the eight's got a shot. I just like Danix too much in order um, to, in order to, uh, to, uh, to use him. Someone asked Lucky Law here, and hey, go listen to the Magic Mike show. They talk about Lucky Law, uh, especially Magic talks about Lucky Law a lot, mm -hmm. and uh, I'll just say someone might like that horse. So go go listen to the Magic Mike show about, uh, and again, the Magic Mike show, they did the late, the late pick four, the sequence here. So if you wanted to kind of get more analysis of who they're playing on these late pick four uh, sequence here at Gulfstream Park, 
uh, go listen to the Magic Mike show. Uh, all right, let's go look at my long shot. Now listen, if, you, if, if you're gonna say, hey, I think he's picked that horse before. <laughs> And you would be correct. <laughs> uh, let's, let's try it again. Race 13, the Orchid Stakes. It's a grade three, 100K, Phillies and Mares, four yields and up, going one and three eighths miles on the turf. Listen, I did it once. And, she, and I honestly feel like she ran a really good race. She just ran into a speed favoring track. The only horse to close whatsoever in the very one, the one. Number one, Warlike Goddess at 10 to 1. Bill Mott, big surprise, right? Uh, junior, uh, not Junior. <laughs> Lay Peru is going to ride. Junior's on the other Bill Mott. Listen, this horse won her first two starts uh, of her career, including at Churchill Downs at this very distance. Off the layoff, comes back, runs a pretty good fifth to Antoinette, Bellora, Sister Hanan. Uh, but Antoinette really ran well that day in the very one. Off the layoff, Ran a really good 87, a career high 87 buyer. Gosh, I, I gotta think. You know, you look at, I get the fact that you, you know, and deservingly so, Holy Shopping gonna be your eight to five morning line favorite, and she should be. She's won two really good races, two very good performances, but her numbers are very comparable when you look at the one, and the one should very well improve uh, in this next start. My only concern is that I just feel like with this turf course, as anybody that watches Goldstream Park, like it's it, to close that kind of distance is gonna like so hopefully off the bench she was a little rusty Le Peru can kind of get her a little more involved earlier on in the race because she's at she's an English channel she's gonna run forever the distance isn't, isn't the concern it's just to get her into the race sooner um, but I definitely think we're like goddess has got a big shot at 10 to 1 so that's my long shot pick what do you think of this race yeah I I, I don't hate it at all. Uh, I, I do think the nine, if she runs her best race, is going to win, though. I, I think Ollie Shopping was just really impressive last time out. And if we can get that kind of race again, I think she's going to be awfully tough to beat. But I think if anybody's going to beat her, it's going to be the one of the five. So I, I don't mind you taking a shot here. Ten to one would be a great price. I hope you get it because that, that would be great. Yeah, I like the five, too. The five is super interesting with Clement first time. Um, obviously, this horse is, was very good overseas, winning three in a row. Um, Clement's very good, with, you know, with uh, these uh, international horses. Uh, so that—that's a horse I like that as well. I just, you know, it just feels like the one. I would be very surprised if the one doesn't improve. I do think the one hole, you know, tactically will help a little bit because this horse is drawing all the way to the outside, the very one. Um, so she should get a little bit better trip this time around. And hopefully, you know, I, I, I do think, you know, obviously this is not a, you know, she's won two. She won, those races she won uh, her to kick off her career were, were impressive. Um, you know, she ran without Lasix last time out. So she ran well, you know, well enough to not believe that the Lasix has any issue with her the, the without Lasix. So I expect her to run a better effort. But, yeah, she's going to have to run well to, to run down that favorite. But uh, my, <clears throat> my long shot here, number one, Warlike Goddess. <laughs> Check us out at racingnews.com for our free picks and our premium selections at our Handicap Products page. Click the products link at the menu at racingdudes.com to learn more. Remember to check out the brand new website, racingdudes.com. All you gotta do is click that big button on the top menu. Get Racing Dudes Premium. Get access to all our content, our premium picks, Ricky's Rockets, Somo Bombs, the Wager Guide available right now. Go get your hands on that 2021 Florida Derby Wagering Guide. 14 pages covers the entire card. Subscribe to Racing Dudes Premium. Get, get that absolutely for free. Or you can go get, purchase it individually at the website at racingdudes.com. New site, 
new things coming. Make sure you go check that out. We are a destination site for horse racing picks. All the major horse racing tracks in the country. We're on Twitter at Racers for Dudes, Instagram and Facebook. Listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, even website at Racers.com. There will be a live stream this weekend. Uh, so make sure you tune in that on Saturday covering, of course, the Gulfstream Park. Probably late pick four. Um, so we'll look at that. Of course, we'll look at the Gulfstream Park Oaks. And of course, the Florida Derby. The Magic Mike Show, as I said earlier, they covered the late pick four at Gulfstream Park on Saturday. So you want more in-depth information on how they're playing that card. Make sure you go check them out on all those same services. Halterman, how's your March Madness bracket doing, buddy? Oh, it's not good. It's not good at all. <laughs> is anybody's? I mean, is anybody's? It's this is this has just been a really 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 tough one. <laughs> I mean, it's hard it's hard to imagine it being any tougher than this year. It's it's rough. It's uh it's been it's been fun to watch yes. some of those games on uh, whatever night that was Sunday night were really fun, um, but it's just it's it's impossible. You know, it, it, it's just it's been fun though. The Sweet Sixteen, obviously. Um, we've got the Derby Madness happening right now, which the, the, the Sweet 16 kicks off tomorrow. We'll be voting eight, actually seven, because uh, <laughs> we, had a, we had a defection yeah. of Life is Good. So my boy, Highly Motivated, is in the Elite Eight. So we'll have seven to vote for. So go to, go to, make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Racing underscore Dudes. And you, can, you can follow along. And we just put those matchups out there. You, you vote for them. They move on. They don't. And then, of course, we just... We, and people say, well, why didn't you guys just start with, your, you know, with life is, you know, your, your Bafferts, basically. It's like, well, this is why. This is why you don't start with those. Because shit happens, and it makes it inter- interesting whenever you run it throughout, you know. Yep. You know, now all of a sudden, all of a sudden Hot Rod Charlie is very interesting in his matchup. Or, uh, you know, Mandaloon is not uh, versus Cattle River. All of a sudden that becomes, well, I don't know. How, how, do, you, how do you rank that one, you know? So <laughs> the matchups become very interesting, whereas they seemed like uh you know locks a couple weeks ago so yeah make sure you go check that out uh tomorrow on our twitter uh any closing words halterman it's the final uh it's the final non-keenland week um let's see closing words make sure to check out the live stream we're going to cover the last four races uh i have not informed ricky yet but i'm taking over the hosting duties so i'm sure he will be very upset tomorrow so tune in to ricky's rockets and see him get <laughs> well mad. i think i might i might even tune in for that now this is here with that so why can you tell can you tell us why this is happening um i don't know i just kind of feel like doing it so i'm gonna do it this time <laughs> well the best thing would just not even say it just just you just you just go and then just be like, and he can just kind of be like, what, what's happening right now? Why? Ricky doesn't adjust well on the fly. We ha- He's a planner. So we have to plan that out for him. <laughs> that would not go well. Um, but if Dennis is, I don't know, Dennis, I don't think Dennis was watching tonight or maybe he was and I didn't see him, but uh, he, he could tell you and Jared was on the, on the stream for Ricky's rockets. Uh, Ricky, Ricky, angry Ricky is the best. Like we, we got him mad a couple times on the show. So hopefully I can do that right at the beginning when I tell him that he's not hosting this week. Wait till it. Like, it's like, you know, countdown, you know, you're five, 10 seconds away. And like, Hey, by the way, I'm hosting. All right, good luck. Uh, <laughs> and they kick things off. Mark says, that's a really good comment. In the last 20 years, only two Derby winning horses have finished out of the exact in their final prep country house and mind that bird. I vividly remember Country House in the Arkansas Derby because I needed he needed to even get in the uh, the he needed to to finish well just to get into the Kentucky Derby, and of course he didn't technically win the Kentucky Derby, but he did win 
by all the record books. So, yeah, I mean, obviously two very, you know, one horse was uh, one of the most unbelievable horses, like as far as the way my that bird kind of came from nowhere and country house who didn't actually win the race. So very two uh, good examples of why it's yep. so important to hit, finish in the exacta in your last prep, right? Yep, that's right. That's, that's very true. And yeah, you know, Country House, like I said, didn't actually cross the wire first. So only one in the last 20 years that have crossed the wire first. And that was one you just never could have gotten to no matter what. So I agree. Man, and man, man, it makes Mandaloon a very hard horse to consider now. Um, Impossible. That performance, that, yeah, that horse, that performance last time out was just so bad that, yeah. you know, yeah. If he finishes second to, to Hot Rod, that's a whole different story. But the way he he just he was awful, no no way to you know sugarcoat it. So I agree, um, Mandaloon is is a play against you know for sure. Mm -hmm. Like he'll be a prize if you like a prize, like you know. But I just, I'm and that's surprising. He he ran into surprisingly bad that day, but I mean that's why they run him. That's why they run him. Yeah, it's Can't I mail I, him in. I describe that as uh, a handicapper's worst nightmare. When they round the corner and the horse looks like, oh, we're in good shape here, and then just falters for absolutely no reason, no excuse. Yeah, that's that is a horrible feeling. That's also no. That can be in the future. That can be known as Jared's tournament plays because that's <laughs> seriously. I've never seen any like it. I, I it was on uh, on I don't know Saturday or Sunday. Sunday because I did okay Saturday. Sunday, I would like it happened multiple times. I would my I'd see you know because when you're playing long shots, it's totally different because you're just yeah. you're looking for them to give a run, you know. And I'd look like oh, there's my three looking pretty good. I look at my phone, you know, to like double check like who I used or whatever, who else, you know. And I look up, and it's like where's he at? <laughs> where's what happened? Oh, he's he's backtracking, you know. It happened all day. I'm like, how does this keep? I looked I look away for two seconds, and the horse is is going backwards on the track, and yeah, so it's. It's tough, you know, to, to when they when they go they flash like that from from looking like a contender all the way, you know, just immediately you're like, nope, this is not this isn't happening today. Nope. So, um, and you usually can tell that pretty quick when it comes to these long shots. You know, pretty quick if you're gonna have a a shot to hit it or not. So, yep. Um, and the same goes with Mandaloon. I mean, it just seems like the way you know he just showed. I don't know. And even Brad Cox was like, I don't know what that was. Like I, that, you know, you've been training great, nothing different. Sometimes these horses just do that. So, um, pow more power to you if you got them, if you want to play him next time out, but it won't be me. He won't be in my top four. I can tell you that for damn sure. So, uh, all right, that wraps it up again. Make sure you check us out this weekend on our live stream. Um, and make sure to check out <laughs> the must watch thing of the week has got to be tomorrow with Ricky's Rockets. So make sure you go check them out and see what happens when Halsman takes over <laughs> hosting duties. I can't no. wait. I that will get me out of bed. So. Just, just hold on to clarify. I meant, I meant hosting duties on the live stream, not the rocket out. No, no. I, I thought you meant Ricky's Rockets. I want to see Ricky's. You host Ricky's Rockets. That's what I thought you meant. Hmm. I'll think about that. Live stream is whatever. Like you, you definitely should take that over. And then, and, and I, I, I will actually say you, you are taking that over. But I. You, I want to see. I want to see the. I want to see Ricky's Rockets. See how he handles that. So, hmm. I'll see. I'll right. see what kind of mood I'm in, and, and if he pisses me off before we go on here. <laughs> this morning he pissed me off right right out of the gate. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. So tune in for that. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Alterman. Good luck this weekend.
RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. If you let me get in on them thermal bombs, I'll let you be in a cuckold, Jared. Come on now.